Good evening, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here for hour number four. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is my fourth hour of radio today. Filled in for Moon for three hours. I'm back for more all new stuff. Not going to repeat. Not going to play any clips from the show this morning. We have a lot to discuss. There is some news that is just coming out I want to get to because it is relevant to some of the conversations from this morning. But first, got to remind you, it's our 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends at Service Chevrolet just around the corner, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Go check them out right there on Ambassador or online at servicegm.com. Now, Jim Jordan and the House Judiciary Committee are publicizing... They're now publishing some information they have gotten. Uh, They have subpoenaed some internal documents from Amazon that show that the Biden administration was pressuring Amazon to censor books and that Amazon bowed down to them on that. According to Jim Jordan's Twitter account, never before released internal email subpoenaed by the Judiciary Committee revealed that the Biden White House pressured Amazon to censor books that expressed views the White House did not approve of. One of the questions. Hi, all. Well, here's here's one of the emails from somebody uh, at Amazon. Hi, all. Here for the notes for our pre-brief discussion with the White House today. Book Curation and Guidelines 101. Top talking points to be made affirmatively. Is the admin asking us to remove books or are they more concerned about search results slash order or both? Andy Slavitt, a senior Biden White House official who demanded that Facebook censor a meme and true information was pressuring Amazon at the same time. On March 2nd, 2021, Slavitt fired off an email demanding to know who he and his White House colleagues would have to talk to at the company about, quote, the high levels of propaganda and misinformation and disinformation of Amazon. And they've got the email to prove that. How did the Biden White House conclude that there was propaganda and misinformation in books sold in Amazon's bookstore? The White House ran keyword searches for controversial topics such as vaccine and emailed Amazon when it didn't like how the search results appeared. From Slavitt at the White House. If you search for vaccines under books, I see what comes up. I haven't looked beyond that, but if that's what's on the surface, it's concerning. Happy to get brief, but want to understand the data when we do. I'm roping in Robert as well. Robert being Robert Flaherty of the White House as well. Thanks for your response. Five minutes ago, I searched vaccine on Amazon, and the attached book was one of the first in the stack. When I click on the product page, I don't see any CDC warning, he wrote. Uh, from somebody at, let's see, Amazon. We will not be doing a manual intervention today. The team slash PR feels very strongly that it is too visible and will further compound the Harry slash Sally narrative, which is getting the Fox News treatment today apparently, and won't fix the problem long term because of customer behavior associations. If we completely remove customer behavior associations, it will break the search. I've asked the team to widen the search light flag for COVID-19 CDC website redirect so that it comes to the top of the page on more search keys. They can hopefully implement that today and you should be able to share a screenshot. Somebody at Amazon, this is redacted, are tag teaming some reactive messaging for your policy response, etc. 
It won't be satisfactory. The White House will probably ask why we don't tag content like Facebook slash Twitter do if we aren't taking it down. That is an option being explored, but we don't want to disclose to avoid boxing in. The attached is still uh, is still is the still in flux document to review with blank on March 19th. Blank gave very direct guidance to the teams to be boring and not to do anything that is visible and draw more attention. So the White House asked Amazon to censor books that were critical of the COVID-19 vaccine and critical of other things the administration was pushing. So the White House told Amazon, make it to where these don't show up in the search results as much. And Amazon did it. They figured out ways to do it that weren't, quote, too public, meaning things that you wouldn't really notice if you went and searched for, like, vaccine. You wouldn't notice the sudden change in the order of results. Those things would that they that the White House didn't like would be pushed down, and the stuff that was approved by the CDC basically would be near the top of the search results. Now, understand, this morning I was talking about the Democrats, and one of the things I mentioned toward the end of the show was the fact that Democrats hate the Bill of Rights because it's a list of negative powers for the government. The Democrats don't like those rights. They don't like the fact that you have the freedom to say what you want, the freedom to pray as you want, the freedom to practice and carry arms and all this other stuff. They don't like it because it's a list of negative powers on the government. It's a list of things the government cannot do. Those rights you have are written in a way that says the government cannot stop you from this. And here's the White House pushing an American business to censor what other people have written, to censor the books that those people have published, to censor the ideas that they are sharing on the COVID-19 vaccine. That is a pretty big damn deal. We've seen, we've seen, through the Twitter files that Elon Musk released, how Democratic administrations were working hand-in-hand with social media companies to censor speech they didn't like. And now we see that the Biden administration is doing the same thing, pressuring Amazon into doing it. From Jim Jordan, why was the Biden White House so upset with Amazon? Because Amazon believed, quote, retailers are different than social media communities and provided their, quote, customers with access to a variety of viewpoints. For the Biden administration, letting Americans think for themselves was unacceptable. That's in the email. That's in the emails that the uh, House Judiciary GOP are releasing. Amazon met in March of 2001 with the White House. Internal Amazon documents reveal Amazon's top talking points going into the meeting. One of the key questions was whether the Biden White House wanted books banned or just buried deep in the search results. This is unconscionable. All the other stuff that's going on. I talked at length this morning about the immigration bill The immigration bill is dead on arrival in the House. I'm not even fully convinced it gets out of the Senate. 
But it's dead on arrival. You're not going to see the current Senate bill, the immigration bipartisan bill, you're not going to see that come out of the Senate and successfully make it through the House. You have progressives and conservatives who are against the bill. Progressives think it's too harsh on illegal aliens. Conservatives think it's too light. That's a big issue. It's dominating the headlines today. But this should be at the top of everyone's this should be at the top of everyone's reading stack. You should go and find all these emails that the House Judiciary GOP are, are, are providing, things they've subpoenaed, information they've gotten. The reason you need this information is that you and I both know if the Trump administration had done the exact same thing, said, hey, we push for these uh, vaccines, they're working. There's people who are writing books critical of them. We want you to suppress it. Had that information come out about the Trump administration doing it, you know good and damn well that every Democrat out there would say that Donald Trump is a vicious dictator tyrant who is trying to control what information is going out. He is an authoritarian. You know it as well as I do. He's trying to control the information that's out there. Joe Biden should get the exact same treatment on this because it is absolutely unconscionable that an American president's administration, the executive branch of our federal government, is asking any private company to censor information. Whether you believe in the vaccine or not, whether you think the vaccine was a good thing or a bad thing, the fact of the matter is your viewpoint should be honored and people should be able to write books and publish them and get them seen and purchased in a free and fair marketplace. And the Biden administration, like a lot of Democrat administrations, want to control the marketplace. At some point, at some point, these people need to be held accountable. And they won't be held accountable. Jim Jordan is releasing this information. You know that the media is not going to pick up on this. In fact, the media will likely say if they do cover that the Biden White House was totally in the right about it. Whatever stories the mainstream media outlets put out there, they're not going to get much airtime. They will be published and, and thrown onto a web page that will be barely seen by anybody. But any commentary that the mainstream media gives about it, they'll be in agreement. That people were spouting dangerous conspiracy theories. And the White House, one of those dangerous conspiracy theories to be pushed out of the way so that people could get real and accurate medical information. But it's not about real and accurate information. It's about the freedom of speech. And the more they encroach on that, the more they fight against that, the more they are violating the Constitution and proving that the Bill of Rights is not only necessary, but it is absolutely something that we need to fight harder to protect. Let's take a break. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Plenty more where that comes from. We've got a lot to talk about today and not a lot of time to do it. Plus, we've still got your pest of the day, which is coming up in just a sec here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. If you got kids in the car, I'm sorry. Just 
Kids, cover your ears for a second. I need to talk about a grown-up topic. There is a porn actress in America who went to Tehran, Iran. During her visit, American porn actress Whitney Wright reportedly made comments blaming the safety risks women in Iran are exposed to on, on, uh, on political dissidents for not obeying Iran's modesty laws, according to numerous media reports and social media posts made by American-Iranian activist and journalist Masi Alinjad. Wright, on a post featuring a photograph of herself in modest clothing at a now-abandoned U.S. embassy in Iran, wrote, If you respect the law, you will be safe in Iran. The embassy had been abandoned after the 1979 hostage crisis, where staff had been held hostage for 444 days. The site is now run by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. An American porn actress went to Iran to tell Iranian women, if you just follow modesty laws, you'll be fine. You won't be targeted by your government. An American porn actress said that. And that's what makes American porn actress Whitney Wright our pest of the day. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Louisiana's largest independently owned pest control company. Find them online at JJEXT.com. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPEL app chat like Billion Church Point, who says, I must, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sleep well tonight. I've done too much radio today. But, Billy, sleep is for the weak and mortal, and I am neither of those. I am here all the time just trying to keep you guys updated with all the news that's out there that you need to be aware of. And I do so thanks to our fabulous 5 o'clock news crew sponsor, Acadiana's large, Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer, nine years in a row, talking about Service Chevrolet just around the corner at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Go check them out online, servicegm.com. They have new inventory arriving daily, new and used models that are right there on the lot that you can check out. They have the largest inventory of Chevrolets in the state. I'll repeat that because it's a fact that bears repeating. They have the largest selection of Chevrolets in the state of Louisiana. You should go check them out, servicegm.com, and see everything that they have available for sale. And it's not just, you know, the cars. Parts and service department right there, body shop and collision center, fine line, custom auto, the wash. All of your automotive needs can be handled right there. At Service Chevrolet, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet. Let's go ahead and take this break. When we come back, the Wokes complained about Luke Combs and how he stole a song from a black woman and how he gets all the credit and she doesn't. And then the Grammys happened last night. We'll have more on that here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL 232-1542 is the number, or like Billy in Church Point, you can send a message through the KPEL app chat. Glad to be with y'all today. So several months back, talked with you guys about the fact that the Wokes were complaining that 
Luke Combs was getting all this attention for his version of the song Fast Car, which was originally written by and performed by Tracy Chapman. Chapman, uh, Chapman is beloved for that in many other songs, but hasn't performed live in a while. He revived the song, did his own take on it, but stayed very faithful to the original song. And there were a bunch of people, oh, here's a white man taking a black woman's song and getting all this credit for it and everything like that. That's not really the case. Well, the Grammys were last night, and I don't normally watch award shows, but this, uh, they had this moment on stage where Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman were both on the stage, and she performed the song with him, and this is her singing it first. I got a job that pays all our bills, stay out drinking And then he joins in with her for this next part, and it's beautiful. It was a beautifully done song. She, her version was beautiful. His version is a great and faithful reproduction of it. And, them, and the two of them performing on stage was fantastic. And it is a thumb to the eye of all of the wokes who were complaining about it. And this, this is what bothers me so much about the the woke mentality and all that. And they're, they're focusing, oh, it's a white man who performed a black woman's song and he's getting all this record, blah, 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 blah. He did a faithful recreation of the song as a tribute to her work. He didn't change anything. He didn't gender bend it. He didn't change pronouns from he to she in order to make it work. Um, he stuck to the original. Didn't add anything new, didn't add anything fancy, did nothing to the song except re-perform it. It was an honest-to-God tribute of a really good song. And he got blasted for it by the, the Wokes. Thank, you know, thankfully, not a whole lot of them dominating the country scene, and thankfully not a whole lot of them really have that much influence. But man... There was some blowback, and it's completely ignorant, especially when you look. You you can't see the video, obviously. It, it's it's on radio. You couldn't see the video. If you go and find it online, you'll see. She looks thrilled to be on the stage, and it's the first time in, like, decades that she has performed live, and she is performing one of her most famous songs, and she's performing it with the guy who revived the song, and she just looks happy as can be, and he's on stage, and he's looking at her like, Holy crap, I'm on stage with a legend performing her song. It's a beautiful moment on the stage at the Grammys. And the Wokes are all silent about it today. Because there's nothing to complain about. She performed at the Grammys. She performed her song at the Grammys. Luke Combs was back up to her. 
And it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And I, I cannot, I cannot get over the fact that people want to ruin a good thing over something so silly, but they keep doing it over and over and over again. 232-1542 is the number, or use the KPL app chat to be part of the conversation. The White House has issued a veto threat against House Republicans' Israel-only aid bill, which will get a vote this week. The White House's statement is the security of Israel should be sacred, not a political game. House Republicans are putting forward a bill that only sends money to Israel. There is no gamesmanship. There is no plugging anything else. There is no connecting anything else to it. It is just a straight-up bill to send money to Israel. And the White House is calling it a political game. Who's really playing the political game here? Who's playing the political game here? Now, I think, personally, as much as I support Israel and hope that they wipe Hamas off the freaking map, the same rule should apply here that applies to Ukraine. We need a border solution first. But Israel is our closest ally in the Middle East, and they are at war with a terror organization turned government that wants to wipe them and America off the face of the earth. There was somebody from Human Rights Watch uh, posted something absurd, I think it was this morning or last night, uh, about Israel. And this, it, it was funny to me, but at the same time, uh, it was also just, it, it was moronic. Israel seems to be creating a buffer zone, destroying buildings no Palestinians allowed inside tiny Gaza rather than using its own vastly larger territory for that purpose. This is from Kenneth Roth, who is the former executive director of Human Rights Watch, now a visiting professor at Princeton. Why would Israel create a buffer zone in its own territory? The terrorists didn't stage this massive terror attack in Israel's territory. They staged it in their own territory. You don't create a buffer zone and you're, you don't move your own people out of a territory to create a buffer zone against terrorists who have invaded and slaughtered your citizens. Everybody who is complaining keeps thinking, keeps acting as though Israel's at fault here. Israel's not at fault. Israel was invaded. A terrible, terrible terror attack was staged from Gaza on Israeli citizens. People were killed, bodies mutilated, women, women raped, kids taken captive, kids killed, hostages taken and killed. And yet people like Kenneth Roth of the Human Rights Watch, Israel Israel's the one in the wrong, constantly is in the wrong. How does that make sense? How does that make sense? I fully agree that that House Republicans should send a standalone aid bill. I think that House Republicans should take up a standalone Ukraine bill. And I think there should be a standalone immigration bill. 
I think all those, I don't think any of those things should be tied together. I don't. I, I don't think they should be tied together. You guys have heard me long enough. You know I hate omnibus bills. You know I hate packing multiple things into one single bill that are, when they're, those multiple things are unrelated. We should send aid to Israel. I think we probably should aid Ukraine, but we should definitely secure our border. And the Biden White House and Bill Cassidy and a bunch of other people don't think that should actually be the case. To them, it's all about sending aid to Ukraine first before anything else. We live in a very twisted and fallen society, though. And we live with a, in a society that is run by people who want to cram a bunch of stuff together so we can't tell everything that's in there. Do you know how many items there are to unpack in the immigration bill? Most people still haven't gotten all the way through it. Most people still have not gotten all the way through all the talking points in that bill. And there are some good things in the bill. There are. There are some good things in the bill. But there are some terrible things in the bill. And most importantly... Why should we give more money and more power to an administration that has so far not used any of the current money and powers that it has to stop the problem they created? With the stroke of a pen, Joe Biden created this mess at the border. With the stroke of a pen, he could end it. You don't need more money and more legislation to do it. All he needs is to get his Department of Homeland Security to act. To tell Alejandro Mayorkas, shut it down. That's all he has to do, but he's not going to do that. He's not going to do it. And so we are stuck in this seemingly never-ending cycle. We want to aid this person, but we got to tie it to this to make sure everybody's happy. We want to do this standalone. Well, no, you're playing a political game because you're not tying anything to it. It's nonsense. Let's go back to single-issue bills. Let's have a bill that funds Israel. Let's have a bill that funds Ukraine. Let's have a bill that secures the border. Let's stop playing the political games all around, tying a bunch of crap together that doesn't need to be there. Stop doing that. It's stupid, and nothing gets done. Now, to be fair, nothing getting done is actually a feature and not a bug of the system. But we do need something done about the border, but not the crap that was just handed to us yesterday by this bipartisan Senate group. A real substantive change at the border that shuts it down and stops the chaos that is entering our southern border. Why can't we get that? Why is that so complicated? And why, when we put forward a standalone bill to try to fund our ally, which is currently under threat in a part of the world where it's surrounded by its enemies, why is that a political game? One bill, one bill, all they do is they fund Israel. One bill, one item. And that's a political game to our White House, to the Biden administration. What in the world? All right, let's take a break. We'll wrap up the show in just a moment. It's the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5. KPL, stick around. 
Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542. Got a couple minutes left before we get to this last bit of news of the day. I want to tell you that if you're looking for a new dentist, I highly, highly recommend Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates. That's where I go to get my teeth clean when I had some work done uh, not too long ago. Uh, that's who I went to. And they make it so easy and so stress-free. Go check them out, thelafayettedentist.com. You get to see everything that they offer in terms of cleaning, x-rays, cosmetic dental surgery, cosmetic dental work, uh, your standard dental work, everything. They, They offer it all. And the best part is you can get in and out fairly quick. Sometimes the work you need done can start as soon as you have your consultation that same day. Sometimes you might have to schedule Wait a little while to get there, but they they work very fast. They can get you in and out quickly, minimum number of visits to get the work done. They did it for me. I know they can do it for you. So go check them out, thelafayettedentist.com, Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates. You're not going to be disappointed. I haven't been yet. All right, Louisiana, from The Advocate. A new scientific study published Monday suggests hurricanes are getting so much stronger that five categories may not be enough to capture their intensity. A new standard, Category 6, would more accurately describe storms with 192-mile-per-hour winds or higher, the study says. There have been five of those since 2013, all in the Pacific, but the Gulf of Mexico, along with the Philippines and Southeast Asia, is an area where these storms are already a concern. The most intense tropical cyclones are becoming more intense and will continue to do so as the climate continues to warm. There it is, climate change. Uh, But actually, so uh, the forecast is for another really warm, I mean, I know if Moon were here, he'd be mocking me about it, but the forecast is for a warmer than average summer. And again, you know why, and it's not the climate change thing. There was that volcano in the Pacific year, two years ago. I forget the name of it, but it shot trillions of gallons of water vapor into the air, into the atmosphere. And scientists at the time predicted that it would raise temperatures by a degree or more. And we had an extremely hot summer this year, right in that timeline. And we're going to have another one this coming summer. And now there is a scientific study that's out. I forget who published it, but basically said, yeah, the everybody who said that all this heat from this summer is from climate change, we can't really prove that. We can't prove that it was you know, like sudden onset climate change or whatever. The, the most likely explanation is that volcano. But anyway, Category 6 hurricanes, just in time for us to start preparing for our hurricane season. All right, you guys are the best. Back with you all this week. By the way, we raised over $200,000 for St. Jude. Thank you guys so much, Lafayette, Acadiana, for helping us do that for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. It's an honor to have helped raise that money, and it's an honor to be able to talk to you guys every day, knowing just how generous you are for people in need. I'll be back tomorrow. Check me out on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast is going live shortly, so you can check out anything that you might have missed today or in the recent past over at Substack. Look for the Joe Cunningham Show there, or Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you get them from one of those places, though, Leave a rating and a review. Helps the podcast and the show grow. Have a great one. Talk to you tomorrow here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.